0: Welcome to the One Church Podcast. We're glad you could join us today for another epic message of grace. If you enjoyed today's word, please rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. It helps others like you find our podcast. You can also find us on Instagram by following us at OneChurchVB or join the discussion on our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash OneChurchVB. For more information about One Church, go to onechurchvb.com. Now, for today's epic message of grace. Here at One Church, we believe your tithes should belong in your home church. If you feel led to give, tithes and offerings can be contributed online through the Venmo app, available both on Apple and Google. Just search for OneChurchVB VB to find us today. We're now about to experience
1: a Wally Odom original. Please enjoy. Hello, One Church. It's so good to be with you again this evening. And we pray that we can help you through the scripture that we share with you understand a little bit more about how to walk in in Christ and how to, how to live out the faith that you've already begun with. And uh, it's interesting because The theme for this entire book of Colossians that we've chosen is Jesus, the greatest of all time. And you go, well, does Paul only talk about Jesus? No, Paul talks about a lot of things. He talks about family, he talks about prayer, he talks about a lot of things that constitute the Christian life. But the center of it all is who Jesus is and what he's done for us. And so we come to the the, the beginning of chapter two, and chapter 1 was all about who he is. He's the in, the image of the invisible God. And we're in chapter 2 now. We're about to get to what Jesus does for us and an explanation of the cross. But Paul does a little in, uh, interlude here, and it's a transition from chapter 1 to chapter 2. And I want to talk about it because it's such a key part of the message of Colossians and of the message that Paul wants us to understand about Christ. And so in, Col- in Colossians chapter 2, I'm going to read verses 6 to 8 and then explain a little bit about the transition from who Jesus is to what he does for us and how that import- how important that is for all of us. So then in two- Colossians chapter 2 verse 6, So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught. And the faith isn't that subjective faith that we have. The faith is the body of of scripture, the content that we believe. And so whatever it is that he taught, which he's still teaching, is uh, continue to be strengthened in the faith you were taught, overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive, captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. What Paul's saying, and that's why Jesus is such a focus of Colossians. what Paul's saying is we began in Christ and one of the great temptations of any Christian is you begin in Christ, you start with simple faith in him, You trust in him, believe in his salvation. And then as you become a Christian for a longer period of time, you start to think, okay, I've got a handle on this. I know how this works. And it's easy to start thinking, it's now up to me more than up to him. And so you start concentrating on how can I live the Christian life? And what Paul says is never lose your focus on Jesus. No matter how long you're Christian, no matter how long you've walked with him, never lose your focus on jesus because the things that we begin with his grace his salvation his wonderful mercy those things that we begin with are the things that are going to that we stick with for the rest of our christian lives and so he says just as you receive christ jesus as lord continue to live your lives in him that's an important lesson for all of us it's important for us to know that no matter how long we've been living for jesus We're still, when we wake up in the morning, we're still living our lives in him. It's still about Jesus. We never lose our focus on him. We never are able to drift away from him because it's never about us and our ability. It's always about him and what he's done for us, his ability, his strength, his power, not our frailty, not our our, uh, adversities that come against us and rock us. It's always about him. And so just as you've received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted, rooted and built up in him. A couple of interesting things from the language that Paul uses, the Greek language, which was what he wrote in, a couple of interesting things. When he says rooted in him, what he's talking about in Greek is, is a past participle. And that simply means that, that something has been done to us a long time ago And it's still valid. It's still good. We began in Jesus and when we began in Christ, we were rooted in him. That was the moment in time. That was the moment you or I said yes to Jesus. That was the moment that we first believed. Rooted is passive participle, and that simply means that not only did it happen then, it's a perfect participle. Not only did it happen then, but it continues now, and the the impact is still felt. And the good news about that for me, and I think for you as well, the good news is that if you have been rooted in him, you still are. It means by, by perfect tense that it continues to this very day. I know a lot of people wonder, well, I started in Christ, but how am I doing? Well, you started in Christ, you're still rooted in Christ. If you began in him, it's still how you live. You still live rooted in him. And so the idea is that somehow what happened to you when you opened your heart to Christ was permanent. It happened forever. It happened for eternity. And so you can put your mind at rest about that. God isn't going to change his mind about you. You're certainly not going to change your mind about him. And what you did was was rooted then and rooted now in Christ Jesus. That's why you continue to live in him. That's why you don't stop living in him. That's why it never becomes, okay, Jesus has done his part. Now it's up to me. No, Jesus has done his part and he's still doing it. He's still watching over you. He's still giving you, giving you growth. He's still he's still transforming your life. It wasn't a once it wasn't a once and that's it, but it's a once and forever. And the idea of being built up in him, that's an interesting concept because growth is an experience, all of us go through spiritual growth. And one of the interesting things about it is we don't grow up all at once. A baby isn't born and then uh, a, about one week after birth you come home from the hospital then you start school you go a long time before you go to school And when you go to school, you don't just go to first grade and then jump to high school. You go through all the grades because you gradually learn. We don't know everything that we're going to need in the 12th grade of high school. We don't know everything that we're going to need in first grade. But it keeps being built up. And so when he talks about being built up in him, there's a little preposition in the Greek language that goes at the beginning of this verb. And it's the preposition epi. And it And it it means that things are added on to layer by layer. And so you get a layer and then you add another layer. Here's the interesting thing about learning by, by layers. We all learn that way. We learn something, then we learn something else. The interesting thing about layers is that you don't learn something and then forget it and move on from it. But what you learn becomes something that you build on with the next layer. And so the idea, uh, the idea of going to higher math—you go to school and you, and you get up in trigonometry, and if you go to college, you may end up in calculus. You end up in, in higher levels of math. But folks, no, no matter how far you go in math, two and two is still four. It's still two plus two. You don't forget the basics and then move and then move on, but you start building on what you first began with, and that was your faith in Christ. That was your experience of his grace and his mercy. You never move on from that. You build onto that. It's interesting, I read a few years ago about the Chinese bamboo tree. Sometimes you ever feel like you're not growing fast enough, you're not getting there quick enough, Well, the chinese bamboo tree is interesting because the chinese bamboo tree for about the first four years of its growth it doesn't make any progress at all it doesn't get any taller it doesn't grow any it doesn't grow any longer it's just there for about four years but in the fifth year it grows 90 feet in six in in 60 days 90 feet in 60 days you know why Because those first four years, its roots were going deep. It wasn't going up, but it was going deep. And then finally, in that fifth year, you have a real spurt of growth. And I think some of you experienced that. I have. There are times in my life when I seem to not be growing up much at all, but I'm growing deep. I'm getting into God's Word. I'm learning more about Jesus. I'm learning more about His grace. I'm learning more about His mercy. And then all of a sudden, you keep doing the things that you're supposed to be doing, and then all of a sudden you'll have a growth spurt and all of a sudden you you're much taller than spiritually than you used to be and so the whole concept of growth is that we grow in stages and some of those stages we have growth spurts some of those stages seem to go slow but we're growing. And so Paul says, don't ever get away from in your growth. You never become so smart that you don't need Jesus. You never become so enabled that you don't need his power. You never become so sure of yourself that you don't need his grace. And so we depend on him from start to finish. And so just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. How do you do that? Well, you're growing, you're rooted and you're built up. And then you come to a verse that really is so, much, so important in my own Christian life and is so important in yours. And this is that last passage I read. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. You got to catch that last phrase, rather than on Christ. Is philosophy good? Yeah, you want to know how life works. There are lots of things that we learn, lots of things that help us in our lives, lots of things and lots of information we need. But listen, the emphasis here is human tradition and the forces of this world rather than Christ. It's so easy to displace Christ in your life and you all of a sudden become, hey, and this is true for Christians, And I'm not telling you something you haven't already experienced that you don't already know. You become a Christian, and the first thing you run into, a lot of Christians, first thing you run into is human tradition. God says this to you. God says that to you. You believe in Jesus. Your sins are forgiven. You start a brand new life, totally brand new life. The old life is over. You start something new. And then all of a sudden along comes human tradition that tries to attach things to your new life. We call it legalism. It means that somehow when you become a Christian, somebody comes along and says, Christians don't don't do this and Christians don't do that and begin to to define for you. And uh, I grew up with a lot of legalism when I was growing up as a Christian. I grew up with not just depending on Jesus and what he did for me, but depending on what other peoples told me I need, other people told me I needed to do, and you get so bogged down with that and you feast on that, and sooner or later you find yourself being diminished from what God wants because you're depending on what people say God wants. Jesus' biggest problem in his life on earth, in his ministry on earth, his biggest problem was religion and human tradition. God didn't save you to make you religious, God saved you so that you could become part of his family and become a believer and trust in him. God didn't save you so that you would have a bunch of rules to live by that aren't in the Bible. Somebody made them up. God saved you so you could enjoy the liberty of Jesus Christ. And that's what Paul's talking about. When you get to the end, end of chapter two, which we will do in the series, when you get to the end of chapter two, Paul very very specifically labels the things that we get into that will rob us of our faith and actually deprive us of the joy of our salvation. And they're rules uh, of men and they're things that we've come up with. And so make sure, uh, in fact, one of the things that I find the biggest danger of every Christian I know, the biggest danger is human tradition. Jesus saved you by his grace. You're going to live by his grace. You're going to go to heaven by his grace. We're not going to get there and do high fives because we made it because we're good. We're not going to make it because we're good. We're going to make it because Jesus is good and because we believe in him and trust him. And I'm not depending on Wally Odom to get there, folks, and you shouldn't depend on Wally Odom or yourself. We're getting there because of what Jesus has done for us, and it's because of Jesus Christ. And so uh, you gotta be careful what you eat as a Christian. And uh, I read about a six-month-old baby albatross that starved to death with a full stomach, and researchers wanted to know why it died with a full stomach. And so they did a surgery to find out what was in its stomach. This six month old baby albatross had eaten everything that it was given. It just opened its mouth, somebody would pop, a bird would pop something in and it would swallow it. And this is what they, (laughs) this is what they, this is sad. This is what they found in the albatross's stomach. They found two cigarette lighters, a pump top sprayer, Nutshells without any nuts in them, a shotgun shell, broken clothes pins, and hundreds of plastic bits. And it died with a full stomach of a bunch of garbage. Folks, you're a Christian. You believe in Jesus. Don't eat garbage. It won't help you. It won't grow you. It'll make you sick. It's something that God doesn't intend for you. Don't eat garbage. Well, what do I eat then? i tell you what, don't swallow legalism. Don't swallow human philosophy apart from Christ. I'll tell you what, you can feed yourself on and you'll grow up as a Christian. Feed yourself on God's love. Remind yourself regularly how much God loves you, because he does. Feed yourself on God's grace. Remind yourself again and again that you're doing this because of God's grace, that you're transformed and you're being made new because of God's grace. Don't eat garbage, but eat the stuff that will help you grow. And Paul very simply says, you keep growing in Christ. You continue to trust in Him. You continue to believe in Him. And so folks, Jesus is everything. I love the quote by Mother Teresa. She said, you never know Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you've got. Folks, we don't have everything, but we've got Jesus and that's enough. So may God help you to continue to grow as a Christian, continue to grow as a believer. Shoot right up there, grow 90 feet in 60 days because you're feeding on the right kind of thing. God's grace and God's love. God bless you, shall we pray together? Father, thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. You saved us, we began this journey with you. We're walking out this journey with you, and we're gonna end this journey with you. And it's gonna be all because of your love and your grace. We've been rooted in you, and we still are. We're being built up in you. Layer by layer, we're growing, and we thank you that we can depend on you. And as Paul tells the Colossians, don't ever get away from Jesus. Don't ever lose your focus on him. He's the answer to our growth, to our maturity, and to everything we need. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us for another epic message of grace. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen so others can find us too. We'll be back next week with another incredible message. Until then, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at One Church VB, or find out more information about One Church at OneChurchVB.com. Have a great week.